Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling some years, some wonderful years, the best years. Those years, 1990 through 1999. No, all the years, ever. All the years before, all the years to come. The wonder years. Ooh, yeah. Fred Savage. Fred fucking Savage. That happened in the 90s, which is what we actually discuss on this podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. That almost sounded planned. It did. Wow. It wasn't. This week, we are doing November 5th to 11th in the year 1991. Vake them away, toys. November 5th. David Duke, a white separatist running as a Republican, loses the Louisiana governor's race to Democratic candidate Edwin Edwards. That's a, <laughs> that's a great name. What? That just sounds fake. It does sound Edwin fake. Edwin Edwards, Jesus. So he lost to him by an overwhelming margin, despite winning the majority of the white vote. Well, we all know what happened to the separatists versus the Republic. Yeah. 1991, when Nazis couldn't win an election. <sighs> Once upon a time. Also on this date, Carphone users get a rolling Yellow Pages. In the most substantial foray yet by a Baby Bell regional phone company into the information services business, a unit of Pacific Telesis on Monday launched an information referral service for certain mobile phone users. Traffic escape routes, current stock market indicators, restaurant reservations, and other information can be obtained through the service offered by Pactel Cellular, a unit of San Francisco-based Pacific Telesis and sister company of Pacific Bell. The system... Roughly the equivalent of a rolling yellow pages imposes no additional charge to callers who gain access to 280 vendors and services listed in the system. Subscriber companies pay Pactel $100 to $300 per listing. Callers are charged normal online phone fees. That's nice. Yeah, it is. Also, um, just as a bit of a, I guess, background information, in the 80s, I think it was... The U.S. just broke up like either the one major or a couple major phone companies because they were giant monopolies into a bunch of smaller ones, which eventually just got reabsorbed. And now we have like there's like AT&T and yeah, maybe, like Sprint or something. I don't know. There's a lot of I don't hubbub. know how your American phone systems work. No, we don't know. Uh, but there is a pretty big outcry for the Canadian phone companies to either be broken up or I don't know. Something. Fair. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, a concept. I mean, what's not fair about, like, spending, like, 50 bucks a month for a couple hundred megabytes of data? That's fine. November 6th, the KGB officially stops its operations. Yeah, sure. Ooh. Florida cuts deal in Peewee case. Rubens to plead no contest Thursday. Best. After more than three months of tasteless jokes, TV satires, and water cooler <laughs> gossip, Pee-wee's Playhouse star Paul Rubens will appear in a Sarasota, Florida courtroom Thursday to plead no contest to a misdemeanor charge of indecent exposure. Rubens, who was accused of exposing himself in an X-rated theater in his hometown of Sarasota, will be fined $50 by Circuit Judge Judy Goldman and ordered to produce an anti-drug ser uh, public service announcement fulfilling a requirement that he perform community service, his attorney said on Tuesday. The deal was offered last week, it appears, after Rubens' lawyers showed the court a videotape from surveillance cameras in the adult movie theater that allegedly supported his claim of innocence. Question. Is Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, a Florida man? Ooh. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know he was from Sarasota. He's a Florida man. Florida cuts deal in Florida man case. Or, or no, Florida man to plead no contest Thursday. 
Florida man dingles his dongle. Yeah. Or something. Here's the real question. Yep. Like, X-rated theaters. I don't know. That's weird. It's I can't we- get behind that. I can't get behind it either. But, like, if it exists, like... They do, for you're sure. Ju- I mean, you're just supposed to watch it? Like, and go home, I guess? You Like, like I'm not saying people should be doing that kind of thing in a theater, but no. why does that, like... Why? Is that like, not expected, though? Yeah, like, it just seems... It's... Yeah. It just... You know, like who do are there? Just, are there people in 2017 who just go out, you know, for the evening to go watch a porno in a theater and go home? Like, I still feel a little weird about going to the regular movies alone. <laughs> I mean, I did it last year for Arrival, but like, yeah. I don't know to see like, yeah, like that's just uh, like yeah. you had you had tapes by the 90s. It's too much. Yeah. November 7th. Los Angeles Lakers point guard Magic Johnson announces that he has HIV, effectively ending his NBA career uh, by making a public announcement that he would retire immediately. Despite his retirement, Johnson was voted by fans as a starter for the 92 NBA All-Star Game at the Orlando Arena. That was a thing. Yeah. HIV, uh, sorry, Magic Johnson having HIV was like massive news. And also it, though, like if you look at him today, he hasn't even aged. Oh, he looks fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it just speaks volumes to the AIDS research that has been done in, like, the past couple decades and how much they've progressed with it. Literally magnificent, life-saving work. And I think, yeah, Magic Johnson might have been a big part of, like, at least ending some of the stigma around HIV. In so much as that, like, uh, in researching the podcast, we have one article that touches on this again. But every day after this announcement was made, there were at least several articles in the LA Times oh, yeah. and in the New York Times about this. Like between Princess Diana shaking uh, someone's hand, and that uh, that person obviously had HIV, so like breaking that barrier, like these people can be touched, and Magic Johnson contracting HIV, like those were massive, massive parts in tearing down the stigma of it and, you know, Getting public attention, right? Yeah. Okay. Also on this date, the last oil well fire in Kuwait is extinguished. That's good. That's good. Uh, And Brian Adams' 16-week stay at the top of the UK singles chart with Everything I Do, I Do It For You, is finally ended by U2 single The Fly, having already set a new record for the longest consecutive stay at the top of the UK singles chart. Huh. We don't want to talk about U2. Let's move on. How about that? And like, uh, I, I feel like we legally, as Canadians, have to talk about Brian Adams once in a while. True. November 8th, Disney hints at $1 billion city tab for resort. In its initial negotiations with the city, the Walt Disney, I think Anaheim, um, maybe, I don't know. The Walt Disney Corporation has suggested that the city raise as much as $1 billion towards the entertainment company's financing of the Disneyland expansion, city sources said on Thursday. Um pretty sure it's anaheim at no point does it say i probably cut it out of the article anyway however city officials recently answered with a public financing package totaling slightly more than half that amount including a variety of funding options including possible federal grants and revenue bond sales sources say the one billion dollar investment would have represented about one third of the estimated total of the disneyland resort project damn that's a corporation that's some cheddar that is and i've heard you know, like we see 
reverberations of this today with uh, Amazon sort of pitching its secondary headquarters around to North American cities and looking for different incentives and deals, kind of like this. There are a lot of cities, like even in our, like just in Southern Ontario, there are a lot of towns trying to go after Amazon. Yeah, it's not going to happen around here, but it, it could though. It won't. It probably won't, but it could. November 9th, Agent for Johnson says advertisers aren't bolting. Swept up in a wave of public support for Magic Johnson, executives at advertising agencies and at companies that have endorsement relationships with the basketball star spent yesterday considering what was once inconceivable, how to use a celebrity who tested positive for the AIDS virus as a spokesman. All of his endorsers, every one of them, have thrown in their support, Lon Rosen, the agent for the LA Lakers guard, said yesterday. Every one of them have said they want him to remain part of their stables and they want to work with him in the future. Both Converse and Pepsi-Cola are developing proposals for new commercials and public service announcements involving Johnson. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Nestle, Target, Nintendo, Fox Video, and other outlets have called to renew their commitment to working with Johnson, Rosen said. Okay. Now of KFC. Not a fan. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay, KFC is like one of those things, I, I just, I get a craving for it. I enjoy like the first few bites and by the time I'm done I just feel you feel gross. terrible. Yeah. I have popcorn but I still love it. I have popcorn chicken literally once a decade. Yeah. Every 10 years. Finger licking good. Mm. <sighs> you guys don't watch Stranger Things, do you? Tally does, I don't. What y- the fuck? Yet. And you guys are getting married. Yet. Yeah. It's on the list. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about that later. Um November 10th, The Dreams of a Better Life Sail Away for Boat People. Southeast Asia, uh, the forced repatriation of Vietnamese by Hong Kong prompts threats of suicide. Oh, shit. Yeah. Above a high steel wall topped with barbed wire surrounding the 25,616 Vietnamese, quote, boat people at Whitehead Detention Center here in in Hong Kong, uh, black letters on a fluttering white flag sent a message to the world, S.O.S., A sense of desperation is growing, and tensions have run high since an October 29th agreement between Britain and Vietnam providing for the forced repatriation of all Vietnamese in Hong Kong who are found not to be political refugees. Quote, You are pushing our fates into the dead end of communist prisons, declared a note slipped out of Whitehead last week. Quote, again, We bring to the American Congress a message of blood and tears with cries for urgent help from people who thirst for freedom like we thirst for sunshine. Save us. Wow. Threats of suicide dramatize the depth of their despair, said Philip Barker, a Hong Kong field director for Save the Children Fund. Many of the Vietnamese are clinging to hope that one day uh, they will get to America, uh, Barker said. They are very disappointed. A group of 59 Vietnamese boat people, uh, some kicking and screaming as they were dragged onto a plane, were forcibly repatriated on Saturday by the Hong Kong government, uh, the first such move in almost two years. Wow. This is, I guess, reverberations dating back to, I guess, the end of the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Let's let's just move on from that. November 11th, the talk of Hollywood, the rich and famous clamor to experience a taste of poverty. (laughs) In all probability, Mel Gibson and Dustin Hoffman will soon sit down on a straw mat and eat a dinner of rice and water, just as the impoverished people of Bangladesh and Ethiopia do. So will Whoopi Goldberg and Daryl Hannah and Sybil Shepard and Danny Glover and Jackie Brown. And a partridge and... Just kidding. They open that up with... 
Nothing... Mel Gibson and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, it's pretty. That uh, <sighs> that that means a different thing in 2017. It sure does. At the moment, the hottest ticket in town involves, of all things, the Hollywood Hunger Banquet. Under current plans, the celebrities will draw lots to determine where they will sit and what they will eat. A total of 15% will represent high-income countries, 25% will represent middle-income countries, and 60% will represent the impoverished, who make up a majority of people in the world. About 75 people will be served by waiters and have a three-course meal, stuffed breast of chicken, breast of chicken? Breast is, this of an, ch- is this a 90s thing? Breast of chicken? That sounds like a, like a 1790s thing. Right? Sun-dried tomatoes and radicchio, salad with shrimp, and a wonderful dessert and wine. All of these guests sitting on nice chairs with cloth napkins and linen and crystal, she said. The middle percentage will sit on benches at wooden tables. They'll have paper plates with rice and beans and tortillas. The rest, the majority, will sit on the floor, on a mat, and have rice and water, no silverware. That's it. Just like the majority of people in the world. I hope one day that Hollywood will be able to end the crisis that is TBD. Wow. Inspirational. Yeah. And that was your week in the 90s. Yeah. How about 1991? Let's uh, let's see what was playing at the box office this week. Let's see what else those Hollywood superstars were up to besides pretending to be interested in a cause. Number one in the box office this week, Curly Sue. What the fuck was Curly Sue? I don't know. Written and directed by John Hughes. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a movie. Maybe. Jim Belushi. I like Jim Belushi. Okay. We should we should get familiar with that. Yeah. Um, what else is on here? Highlander two, The Quickening. Which sounds like that's a that very nineties title. Yeah. The that, Quickening. That's a, there's a lot of there's a lack of effort in the nineties. At times I hate it, at times I love it. I'm not sure where this fits into that. The only movie on this list is clinging on from the summer, and that's Terminator Two Judgment Day. Yeah. And I mean, it really deserves to be there. If if I was going to the movies, uh, like November November fifth, nineteen ninety one, it's not looking good for your friend. I think I'd be seeing T two probably again. Yep. All right, let's just move on to the RPM one hundred hit tracks and where to find them. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be any better, to be honest. Nope. The number one song, obviously, Brian Adams. Uh, can't stop this thing we started. I mean, life is a highway's on here. That's a Canadian ballad. Yeah. Tom Cochran. Otherwise, though, there's not a lot of really good stuff on here. Cream from Prince. Uh, God, Wholehearted by Extreme. There's a very 90s song. But yeah. I mean, otherwise, like, this is just not a good time for entertainment. And let's end at number 21 on a high note. Good okay. Vibrations. Ooh, Marky Mark, Mark and the Funky and Bunch. Funky Bunch. Yeah, I like it's a it's a decent song. Um, I want to talk about something. Here's a. Sure. Here's a band that I don't know of. It's called Infidels, and they have a song called 100 Watt Bulb. That's not really a thing anymore. Ooh, it's not. 100 Watt Bulbs. Yeah, LEDs. Those are becoming very prevalent. Ah, God. Like, I'm going to be one of the old people who prefers incandescence. To LEDs? LEDs, I don't know if they're there yet. They're more than there yet. They're perfect. The lighting is not as warm. And I don't mean like heat-wise, I mean well, that's true, like but... a warming glow in the room. I They're not quite there. They'll get there. That, of course they'll get there. That energy efficiency. Though. Oh, the energy efficiency is in- insane. Yeah, like 100 watt bulb, if that was an LED, that would blind you. It'd be, it'd be nuts. All yeah. I'm saying though is, for me, incandescents are still, still uh, better. I haven't used an incandescent in years. We have a few. Like, fuck those things, they last like a month. 
Like, I just don't know how you still... Oh, no, yeah. we just have a few left. Like, okay. we moved into the apartment and there were a few in there. Yeah, okay, but, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I just can't do it anymore. So, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Any, any 90s news now this week? I don't think I have any. Yeah, I feel like there's, as always, I feel like there's a couple things that I've just oh. went through in the news. and This is, like, really not 90s news now, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in a bar that had this really cool old... Uh, canadian like neon like beer sign oh and i took a picture of it and i don't i can't find it on my phone now damn yeah neon signs those are those are pretty cool i i like neon signs yeah i feel like i took a picture too that i was like man that might actually be good for the instagram okay well while you look for that i will do this week on so this week we bring you the simpsons season three episode eight lisa's pony this I is like this one yeah me too Homer goes drinking a most tavern instead of buying a new reed for Lisa's saxophone, resulting in her flopping at the school talent show. Desperate to win back his daughter's love, Homer gives Lisa the one thing she has always wanted, a pony. Homer struggles with two jobs to cover the cost of sheltering and feeding the pony. Lisa, upon seeing what Homer must go through to pay for it, decides to give it away. Lunch Lady Doris, a recurring character on The Simpsons, made her first appearance on the show this episode as one of the judges in the talent show. Yeah. This is a pretty good one. It was. I it was, mean, it was one of those episodes that showed Homer to be overall sometimes a good dad. It, it was. I mean, he cares about Lisa. Yeah. He he fucks up. He does what he he does what he thinks is a good idea to make it right, and then has to pay for it. In typical then, Homer fashion, he goes way too far. It's a good. It's a good Lisa episode too, because yeah. where Lisa is typically a very smart, logical person. She's still an eight-year-old girl. She still loves ponies and just really wants one. And to be able to just give it up at the end because she sees what her father's going through yep. is, even for Lisa Simpson, a very mature decision, a very mature choice. I think The Simpsons was really good, especially in those early seasons, at taking their like character trope and breaking them for some episodes. Yeah. Like the ones where Marge goes crazy. Or Homer does something like really responsible or, you know, Bart in his studying in the episode we talked about a couple weeks oh, ago. Bart gets an F? Yeah, Bart gets oh. an F. Was that a couple weeks ago? A couple That's months ago, maybe. It was a while. Talk to it, but yeah. But there, throughout the series, there are times when each character kind of breaks their mold. And I, I like that. Like, I think they used it sparingly. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. At, at least in the good seasons when when it was good. The yeah. first few seasons have a very strong moral core. And there's something really, really nice about that. The show definitely get, got away from that as it moved on. It did. And for a while it worked. Seasons four through seven had a bit less of that, but were probably the golden years of The Simpsons. I've been thinking about watching The Simpsons again. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah? Just to see what it's about now. It's it's a good idea too. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough of that. Let's move yeah. on to our 90s spotlight now. Oh, did you find the picture? Yeah. Um, I was oh, at a shit. Halloween store a that's, few weeks ago. That's great. Yeah. They had a whole 90s section. So there's a couple shirts that basically look like they're ripped off of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's kind of yeah, they're like face almost. Yeah. We've got Psych and Da Bomb. Um, there's a hat that says as if, and then a couple clue. That, that's, that's definitely going for the clueless vibe. Is oh, not? for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Now, 90s. Oh. This this uh thing that they've got on top of the display, we have a Nintendo a tu- controller, yeah, a Nintendo like controller, yeah. a tube TV, and for some reason a smartphone. 
Well, yeah, yeah, they can't all be diamonds. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Okay, 90s spotlight. This week, we'd like to talk to you about something we can literally smell right now. And that is... The money. <laughs> not the money. Frozen pizza. What and specifically, the rock is cooking. Yeah, oh my god. I can still smell it all these years later. Yeah. No, frozen pizza. And like, frozen food in general. As a kid... Frozen food was not a desirable thing. Like there were there were nights. I remember these nights where like my parents would go grocery shopping. I wasn't there every time they went. And like I would come home after school and like be out playing, get called home for dinner, and we're having frozen pizza for dinner. Or at least I was, and they were having steak or some adult food I didn't <laughs> like. Oh my god. Those tiny round garbage pizzas. That's yeah, those not things pizza. Were... It was glorified they actually, cardboard. They weren't that bad, but that was only because we didn't know better. I I did not like them. The ones with like the weird little green pepper chunks were the worst. They borderline inedible. There were some that were better. There were some that were worse. But it was a time where, and I don't think, yeah, like the idea of having this pizza that you can cook at home that is frozen was a pretty foreign concept. So we were left to we were, we were left to our own devices back then. And frozen food in general, we were talking about this, really hadn't made a lot of leaps and bounds since its introduction, probably well, not did... too long after, I don't know, like the Cuban Missile Crisis or something. <laughs> so, like, we remember the commercial for DiGiorno. Oh, yeah, it's and not delivery, it's, it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. And there's Delicio in Canada is the equivalent. Yeah. Uh, and that was only 95 when DiGiorno hit the scene really yeah it was that early it, well yeah it was that early i but... think that ad compa- campaign must have not been until a little bit later where oh. they really pushed it on us yeah this Towards was the end of the this 90s. was just 95 was when they introduced an oven ready rising crust pizza yeah and that's the whole thing the rising crust pizza that pizza that isn't terrible no and like i think frozen food still has a long way to go but it's i don't it's think it's not bad i don't know if it'll ever get there Maybe not. I, d- I just don't know if there's a, a point. Like, Will frozen it ever... food has gotten to about as good as it needs to be because... Agreed. It's know, edible. Like, it's it'll do. Yeah, it'll do. And that's something that was harder to come by in the 90s. And it just didn't have that same... I don't know. It didn't have that same thing to it. Like, like I think a Swanson Hungry Man probably tasted about the same. But... They're not great. Eat, if you were eating one, it didn't... You know, it meant something was wrong. Like, yeah. you didn't have time to ha- make a good meal or something like that. And that was, and that was kind of a big deal in the nineties. Dinner time, anything, supper, anything that advertises like one pound of food prominently and proudly, like doesn't feel right to me. I've I, I have eaten quite a few hungry mans. I've loved them. I've really tried to shy away from them in recent years. But like, I didn't really. Yeah. I think I had one or two as a kid like you they were few. they were in the freezer as like you know just a a backup a backup like yeah whatever they're there but i had friends who had them and loved them and i'm just obviously you're in you're in that boat too i never really had the taste for them they i mean they're good but like they there is there is still something lacking about them and you know I think, that they're frozen yeah and there was a lot of I mean, there wasn't a lot of selection until no. the 90s. Like, you probably had the fried chicken. Like, Michelinas became a thing. Yeah. Like, there is just a whole new world opened up in frozen food in the world. 90s. A new fantastic frozen food. 
when you have somewhere to go. I um, I got you were you were clinging on there. I know it's okay. That was good. I bought it. Yeah, but yeah. So, like looking back at at the frozen food we had, like obviously there are certain things that haven't changed. Egos haven't changed. Ooh, egos have not changed since at least like, the eighties. There are different flavors. Fucking, you That's gotta watch thing. Stranger Things. Uh, I will. I yeah. promise I will. Pizza Pops. You gotta at least be into Pizza Pops, all right? Oh, I love Pizza Pops. Yeah, there Those are... are fucking delicious. Yeah, so oh, hold on. Are, are some you amazing a... frozen So foods. Pizza Pops or Pizza Pockets. Pizza Pops are round. Pizza Pockets are crescent, half moon. Mm, you got it backwards. Do I? Yeah. As soon as I said it, I thought I did. Yeah. Damn it. Were you a Pop <sighs> Man? I had more or Pockets, pocket. but Pops are, in my opinion, the superior... They're the superior food. A pizza pocket is more like pizza. A pizza pop is better. Yeah. I l- like, I love them as a kid. Have you had one as an adult? Oh, yeah. I've ha- probably had one the last couple years. They're not okay. They're what so gross. What are you talking about? I can't do it. They're, I... Oh, they're, way, oh, they're not good. They do not sit well with me. Yeah? Yeah, they, they're not okay. I I still want to just like microwave five pizza pops one day. I don't think I'm ever going to do this because I don't want to suffer like an immediate heart attack after doing this. Mm. But microwave like five of them, open them up because pizza pops, you know, at some point in their microwaving are going to split open. A bit. They do. That's part of their charm. Yeah. Open them up, scrape out all the insides into a bowl and just eat that. Delicious. You should. You've talked about this for years. Actually. Yeah. But like I. You know, if I did it when I was like 25, that would have been okay. Yeah. We're pushing 30. But you're not there yet. That's true. I don't know. We'll see. If this is going to happen, it's going to happen soon. But I still might just die immediately after doing it. Okay. What was what was your favorite like 90s frozen food? It could be the same today, but what was your favorite one? Uh, I am going to have to say the Swanson Hungry Man fried chicken. Okay. But, but only when they had the brownie. At some point in the run, they... Okay, so I'm just going to break this down for those of you who probably haven't had a fried chicken. You know, maybe you grew up in a stable home. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So the Hungry Man Fried Chicken. <laughs> or You God. got three You got three lumps of fried chicken in the middle. Lumps? Like, yeah. Then you've got... Or, sorry, three lumps of fried chicken on the one side. Then on the other side, you've got your three sides. Okay. You've got corn. You've got mashed potatoes. And then in the middle... You've got either brownies or at one point they switch that to like a frozen cranberry dessert like thing. Okay. Was not a fan of that. Okay. Cranberries are okay. I've I've grown I've warmed up to them a little bit. But this frozen cranberry shit was well <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh I actually opted to just not eat it when it was an option. I would before putting the frozen dinner in the microwave, I would take a fork jam it into that frozen red lump take it out and throw it in the trash because that is how unnecessary that was i love that you've used the term lump multiple times in this description see that's and that's really what like connor's thesis statement going into the spotlight is frozen lumps. frozen frozen dinners aren't that great despite the fact that i have some sort of like mini food-based stockholm syndrome with it you know you got a point. You're a prisoner and you love it. Oh yeah. Prisoners um, of love. I'm a I'm a simple above. I'm a simple man. Mm-hmm. Pogos. Ooh. I fucking loved pogos. And there was a time I... in my childhood, like I remember it was like I was maybe eight or nine. My brother was four or five. And there was like a summer where pogos 
seemed to be on sale every time I went grocery shopping with my mom or dad. It was just the summer of Pogos. They were everywhere. Summer Pogos, like the summer of George. Oh, I want to throw an empty Pogo stick in the spokes of your uh, of your argument right now. Uh oh. How did you prepare these Pogos? Because I got I I think I know what your answer is going to be. Nope. Microwave. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Now here's the problem with that though. As with a lot of microwave foods, yeah, you've got scalding hot at one por- point, just right for a few bites, and then at various points, it's still kind of cold. I was a kid. I didn't give a shit, but the pogo experience for me was either like overdone. Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is a thing. So I remember for that summer, it was pretty much all microwave all the time until I mentioned to my mom that like, I think these can be cooked better. Like they're squishy. They're not good. They're the 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 fried batter was definitely squishy. The hot dog was on the outside piping hot and like lukewarm in the middle. Yep. It's yeah, it was a disaster. But we did start doing them in the oven and there was a marked improvement. That's probably where your best memories come from. I I mean I'm not going to disagree with you. Pogos Pogos barely qualify as a frozen food. They're so good. Except for the fact that they are food and they're generally purchased in a frozen form. So good. But like, yeah, pogos are really good. Pogos are really good. Yeah. And that's that's our point here. Really roundabout way of saying, go eat pogos a pogo. Are great. Yeah. Just go, go get a little box of pogos. You're not going to regret it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a, a nice round way to end this segment. Yeah. And it's a really good segue into, well... That little part of the show where we would like to thank a person, a place, a thing, a proper noun, some kind of corporation, maybe just a weird abstract concept like dignity. But not know. not dignity. No. We, we can't draw that. Yeah. I think maybe we'll find some frozen food ad and just cut that in. Hey, Sprout. What you doing? The giant asked me to help Jazz up dinner. Maybe he was thinking of this. Green Giant Broccoli and Cheese can add some jazz and pizzazz to any dinner. Rich, creamy cheese sauce over the Green Giant's Valley Fresh Broccoli in a family-sized resealable bag. From the Valley of the Jolly. Green Giant. And that was a thing that supports us, and we support it. Maybe. Maybe we don't. Probably. I mean, they didn't support us in so much as they gave us any money. No, we got nothing from them. But maybe they mentally supported us, got us through some hard times. Happy memory. Yeah, exactly. A, a little bit, a little, a little addition to our happy space. Anyway. Like, uh, like Happy Gilmore. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, on you know that what? note. Oh, go ahead. On that note, I think at some point we need to like build our 90s Happy Gilmore happy space. Who's in it? What's in it? What's going on in there? We should Where's make the collages. Ooh. on bristol board a presentation oh a presentation some yeah. kind of flip chart we're uh we're more on this to come yeah we're agreeing to a lot on the podcast this is a bad idea it sure is but hey that's a podcaster for also i know it's not quite time yet halloween is barely over but there will be some kind of christmas giveaway we've got stuff friends yeah we've got stuff and you can have some of it so more on that later um, I have nothing else to add. I think I'm. I think I'm good here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's it. As always, find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com, facebook.com/stuckinthe90spodcast, Instagram stuckinthe90spodcast. You guys get the idea. Twitter sit90s. That sit stands for stuck in the 90s. You know what's happening. 
send us an email stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com do you want to be a ten dollar sponsor do you want us to pour our hearts out how much we love you or whatever you want to sell because well we just want to be friends but hey friends talk nice things about each other sometimes especially in the 90s because it all boils down to sharing caring the moral of the story is there's always a moral of the story 10 bucks is 10 bucks friends 10 bucks 10 bucks bought a lot in the 90s it not did. so much nowadays not so much now but we don't care because yeah. that's how much we love you we're ten gonna bucks plug worth. your wares for 10 bucks yep uh okay i think that's about it the yeah end, the end of that all right next, next week we'll be doing another week in the 90s surprise no, it's it not might, a, it's it might not be 96 i'm it, not sure it could be yeah. You'll have to find out just like we will. Tune in next week. You know, you don't even tune in anymore. No. That's uh that's a yeah, that's like a word that's not even out of date. Oh. You know what fuck this? I'm talking about this. The iPod thing? Yeah, the iPod yeah. thing. Like the term podcast, the like root of that. Pod. iPods basically aren't a thing anymore. They're really We've not. Already gone through iPods. Like Apple barely sells them anymore. I think they've got a couple iPod touches they still sell, but the classics are dead. The shuffle's dead. The nano's dead. Like no, the shuffle's still the a thing. You can buy those. I think the, I think you're the buying little remaining, tiny one without I think you're buying remaining stock. Oh, you're buying old stock? Like oh, shit. I'm not that I didn't old. think of that, I but I know what you mean. I think it was sometime this year. Apple may have just been like, yeah, we're we're not really gonna make those anymore. They shuffled them off. They shuffled off this mortal coil. Ah. Yeah. So like that's just something to think about when you're tuning into something. You you don't tune a TV anymore. There's no dial, and. You don't, you're not listening to this on an iPod, probably. If you are, fuck, let us know. I would really, I would love to know if someone is listening to this on an iPod. Yeah. But, you know, realistically, you're downloading this on your phone. And with that, the podcast is now now over. over. The term podcast is like. Also over. Yeah. Ooh. Heavy. Heavy shit.